This past week, I went to summer camp. My primary responsibility at camp was to be one of the chaplains, lead worship twice a day, um, which was an enormous responsibility and one that I took very seriously. I believe that children deserve my full skill and intention. Their spirituality deserves a place to flourish, and they need to know that they are safe and loved. Camp is a wonderful place to do that. You know, I also thought that maybe I would teach them some things about growing up, but I found that camp itself was a much more powerful teacher than I could be. Through games and rock climbing and boating and hiking, they learned pretty quickly that all of those things are easier when they're done together. They had to learn how to trust each other and lean on each other, literally. Watching this, I was reminded once again that self-sufficiency is a myth. It is something we think we need to learn as we grow up, but that was not the lesson that I wanted to impart to the campers. Now, it is a seductive myth. I can do it all on my own. I never rely on anybody for anything. I don't need you. But camp was never about learning that we are okay all by ourselves. It was about learning the necessity and importance of community. Independence is good. But true independence and freedom is being able to acknowledge that life is better and easier with others. And when we are able to ask for help, for what we need. Our gospel text presents us with a few takeaways, not just about prayer, but also about how God works in the world, God's providence. And one of the first things I think is important to understand about this scripture is that Jesus is imploring us to ask for help, for, to ask for what we need. It is hard to do that. I think first it is hard to do because we think we're supposed to know what to do. We're supposed to have it all figured out. That's what everyone else seems to be doing. And second, we think that neediness is weakness. And in the same way, it would be unreasonable for us to ask another person for everything we want or need that we can do ourselves. It can feel selfish or strange to pray to God by listing demands as though God is some kind of holy vending machine. When we input X, we're supposed to expect Y. Ask and it will be given you. It is sort of what Abraham experienced in his conversation with God about Sodom and Gomorrah. But our experiences in life teach us that prayer is very seldom a quid pro quo situation. Often the things we beg God for do not come to be. Our loved one dies. The prognosis isn't good. Sometimes travel isn't safe or disaster befalls us or someone we love. God destroyed the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah anyway. We also learn pretty quickly in life that we shouldn't just constantly ask for more, 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 more. We don't always get what we want. That's the lesson we learn as children. And that a selfish desire for wealth, for things, or even for constant happiness is closer to a sin than a virtue. And Jesus lays this out pretty clearly in the gospel. So why the directive to just keep asking God for what we want or need? What is Jesus trying to tell us here? That God will grant us all our wishes if we just ask enough? 
I often hear this question when encountering skeptics. People will ask, does prayer work? I'm not really sure what we mean when we say that. It feels a little bit manipulative or arrogant to claim to another person who's suffering that, well, just pray about it because prayer works. As though if we just believed a little harder, everything would be okay. As though God's working in the world relies solely on what we ourselves are able to do. And if our outcome doesn't align with the prayers we offered, somehow it means that prayer doesn't work. I don't think that's a particularly helpful way to think about it. Because God does not rely on us and what we do or don't do. God's providence moving in the world is not dependent on anything we do or don't do. God's providence just is. God makes and creates and is present in all things. God is not a genie. Well, if nothing we do can affect what God does in the world, then why do we pray? Why do we ask? Because when we pray, we acknowledge that we are dependent beings. We are not self-sufficient. We are not lone actors. And we rely on others, God especially, to live. The act of asking God for something in prayer is about entering into a conversation and relationship with God who hears our true prayers as they actually are. What we say or do matters less than what God already knows that we want. I'll give you two examples of this mechanic. One will be glib, the other all too real. For example, if I really, really, really want $3 million, I should just keep asking and asking God until one day it appears in my bank account, right? That's what Jesus said, ask, it'll be given to you. Great. Now my experience and my reason tell me that I should not expect this to happen for a variety of reasons. And I think it's because that's not what I'm actually praying for. Three million dollars is not what I'm praying for. What I'm praying for is security, for ease in life, for more opportunity and more choice, for a level of contentment that can only come with having more than I need. Three million dollars will not fix these desires. God knows this. Three million dollars is a scorpion. It is a snake. It is not the solution. It's not the real treasure. Instead, God will maybe help me discern other ways to find contentment and joy without excess. We don't get to know our options ahead of time to optimize our prayer. We're not in control. And only God knows what the real answers to our prayers might be. And this requires a great deal of trust. So in a more real example, each week we pray for an end to all violence in the world. That's a pretty big prayer. And we know that it is unlikely to actually happen maybe in our lifetimes, probably not to happen as quickly as we would like, and we are dismayed by the constant news of violence. But we keep asking, not because we are expecting it to be solved tomorrow, but because we are surrendering ourselves to our utter dependence on God and we keep asking because we believe that God is listening and will one day give us what we ask for. It can be really frustrating to not see the results of those prayers. So even if we don't see them and we get frustrated by things that are not happening despite our asking, we have to trust that God is at work 
in a way that is good, even if that way is small, even if that way never presents itself to us, even if we never know about it. Maybe all wars don't stop overnight, but maybe one person somewhere out there in the world decided to take a deep breath instead of raising a fist or their voice. And that matters. That matters to somebody. So yeah, prayer works. Not because it grants all of our wishes or because God's providence is all about what we as individuals think we want, but because it allows us to participate in God's goodness. We trust that God is good, we believe that God is good, and we believe that God is listening. We're part of the story when we pray. Prayer amplifies our needs and the needs of others. Each evening last week at camp, I asked the campers what they wanted to pray for. And one night I asked them what they hoped the world could look like. They spent the day learning about justice. Some of them uh, answered in silly ways, like um, ice cream every day, or let's eat pizza for every meal, things like that. Those are okay things to pray for, by the way. But for the most part, they didn't ask silly things. They asked big things. These children envisioned a world that sought alternative energy sources, a world that didn't ha doesn't have pollution. They prayed for an end of persecution for the LGBT community. That's a direct quote from a child. They prayed for everyone sick and suffering. Everyone, they would write that. Not just people who are sick, they, everyone who is sick. They saw a world with no school shootings, no prisons, and with all people connected in love together. Being realistic about these things would never have crossed their mind when they're talking to God and when they're asking God for this. We have no option to be deceitful in a conversation with God. I think perhaps as we grow up, we forget how to unabashedly ask for what we want or need. We have forgotten that God hears us and can do more than we can actually ask. If our prayers are silly or too ambitious, God still hears them for what they truly are. We trust that God acts accordingly and always for goodness. Jesus tells us we cannot live life by ourselves. It's important to ask for help. We rely on God and one another to hold us in a sacred space of prayer a space that trusts that whatever we ask, God will give. Jesus tells us that self-sufficiency is a myth. Jesus tells us that though justice can seem slow, our prayers still matter. We keep asking. Our prayers might not grant us everything we want all the time, but they place us in the story of God's salvation. And by doing that, it reminds us we're not alone. In the name of God.